The human body, being the complex organic machine that it is, small issues in the organs or the genetic coding that keeps them running can result in a number of horrible conditions, some of them incompatible with life. Through mankind's dedicated efforts in medicine, many parts of the body can be replaced with a live organ transplant. There are limitations to this, of course, and some things seem firmly out of reach of medical science. Transplanting a human head or brain to a new body, for instance, seems entirely out of the realm of reality. However, exactly that process made headlines when an Italian neurosurgeon by the name of Sergio Canavero announced that he was preparing to perform the first head transplant of a living human. Naturally, such a procedure would require a willing volunteer, but with a procedure of this kind, who would want to be the first ever to go under the knife with only theories about what might happen to them? The answer was a Russian man named Valery Spiridonov. Spiridonov, 30 years old at the time he was interviewed by media about his participation in the procedure, had chosen to volunteer because of a rare and incurable disease from which he was suffering. Werdnig-Hoffmann disorder is a disease of spinal muscular atrophy, which causes the muscles and nerves around the spine to waste. Knowing this, it's easy to sympathize with his willingness to be something of a test subject for this highly experimental procedure. The surgery, as it was planned, involved taking Spiridonov's head and transplanting it on a brain-dead but otherwise healthy donor body. The brain would be separated from the spinal cord with a special, incredibly sharp scalpel that would have the ability to cleanly cut the fiber bundles while minimizing tearing and other damage due to trauma. The brain would be cooled to 50 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit to minimize the risk of cell death due to loss of oxygen, and when ready, would be transplanted onto the donor body. The incision at the spinal cord would be surrounded with a special biological glue that would encourage cell growth and enable the connection of the spinal cord. The surgery itself was expected to take 36 hours, 150 trained doctors, and a total cost of $11 million. This last part, the biological glue joining the nerves and fibers of the spinal cord, would be absolutely essential to the success of the surgery. In the past, animal heads have been successfully transplanted onto new bodies, but without the connection of the nerve pathway, the brains would only be kept alive by the flow of blood and oxygen, but would be in a state of total paralysis. The patient would then be put in a medically induced coma to prevent any movements that could disrupt healing, and would remain in that state for an extended period of time before being woken up. Naturally, this type of surgery raises ethical and even personal questions. In 2015, Dr. Hunt Badger, president of the American Association for Neurological Surgeons, said the following, I would not wish this on anyone. I would not allow anyone to do it to me, as there are a lot of things worse than death. It doesn't take a brilliant and well-educated neurosurgeon to understand why the risks of the operation going wrong could be severe and horrible in ways both physical and existential. Scientists still do not have a full, coherent picture of how the brain generates or controls the experience of consciousness and perception. There is, as of yet, no way to understand what a brain is going through. If the attempt fails, the person could be left alive but without any number of sensory inputs or control over their own body. They could be trapped in pain or horror never experienced by a person, with no way to communicate their suffering to the outside world and no way for doctors to verify their subjective experiences or emotional state. Still, Spiridonov went on record saying that he understood the risks and was willing to put himself through it. Speaking to Russia today, he said the following, I'm very interested in technology and anything progressive that might change people's lives for the better. Doing this isn't only an excellent opportunity for me, 
but will also create a scientific basis for future generations, no matter what the actual outcome of the surgery is. That was what I remembered of the story, having read it myself a couple of years ago. I found myself thinking about the topic again for some reason, which is what spurred me to produce this. I realized that I remembered the topic gaining substantial attention from the media and the scientific community, but that at some point it had kind of fizzled out and I hadn't heard anything more. So I decided to look into it and find out what had happened with the procedure. Had it been cancelled, or indefinitely delayed for lack of any medical facility willing to host it? Well, there had been some delays, but not exactly of that type. Originally slated to take place in 2017, Dr. Conavero had to delay the surgery to continue making preparations. That same year, Spiridonov married computer expert Anastasia Panfilova, whom he met after working with her professionally. The two also had a baby together, a son who has no indications of having inherited the disease. Eventually, this led to Spiridonov backing out of the procedure. I cannot wait for surgery forever and my condition seems stable, he said. I'm happy to say I'm married and I have a beautiful kid now and I'm in charge of my own company. He found that all of the time involved in the procedure would take him away from his family for too long and this was unacceptable to him. I can't help but sympathize with his position, and even though this leaves us with an ambiguous ending to a story that could have revolutionized medical knowledge and possibility, I think it's a happy turn of events that Spiridonov has found family and personal success in business and now has things in his life for which he's not willing to take the risk of the procedure. As for Conavero and the future of head transplants, he has claimed that he still has a long list of volunteers willing to undergo the transplant for the chance at escaping total paralysis. In 2019, he worked with a Chinese doctor by the name of Xiaoping Ren to recreate earlier experiments to perform a head transplant on a monkey. In this case, the head transplant itself was performed without an attempt at reconnecting the spinal cord. This, they said, proved that the brain could be transplanted with the cooling technique without causing permanent damage due to oxygen loss. The monkey was terminated 20 hours after the procedure due to ethical considerations. That's the most recent news I can find about anything involving Dr. Conavero or his hopes at achieving a human head transplant. Scientific consensus on the topic seems to lean towards a successful head transplant being unlikely and potentially unethical at best, but many have praised the findings that polyethylene glycol can be used to aid regrowth and spinal injuries. Whether we see this come to fruition in the short term or not, I hope we can take this as a sign that medical technology is crossing the barrier between what we perceive to be wild fiction and what we can actually make happen for the good of those in need. <laughs>